Welcome to Woodstone Stories. My name is Roman Blemke, Chief Operations Officer here at Woodstone Senior Living. This is the first of what we hope is many podcasts to come that help tell the stories of Woodstone. Our plan is to produce a new podcast every two weeks with a range of guests from team members here at Woodstone to some of our residents and experts in the aging field as well. Today, I'm joined by Sarah Work, the CFO here, and Dean Blemke, Chairman. Uh, the three of us make up the ownership group for Woodstone, so I thought we would start today with the three of us and kind of tell the story. But first and foremost, how is everybody doing tonight? Oh, we're here. I mean... It's cold nice. in here. It's, <laughs> it's nice. It's, it's cold in here, but it's much colder outside, I think. This is very true. Yeah. So I think one of the things that we want to talk about today um, starts along the lines of just kind of the history of the organization and, and how we got it started, because I think... When people hear that story, it's at least a little bit interesting. Um, so let's talk history first. And this question really starts with Dean. So Woodstone itself traces back about a decade, but the organization itself has been around since the mid-90s. So my initial question was, where did all this start? But that's kind of a big, you know, 45-minute conversation that you could talk. And believe me, I've been in on those conversations. <laughs> so I know they just go and go and go. But let's narrow that down. You went back to, uh, you were doing other businesses first. You were in banking and you did some other things like that. And you kind of had this idea to get into business by yourself. Um, how'd that kind of go? Well, it goes back, to, uh, Roman, back to 1991, I believe. Uh, I, was, I was active in banking in southwest Minnesota, southern Minnesota for most of my career up to that point. And so often I was sitting on the desk at my desk uh, discussing businesses with various businessmen and I'd see how they were doing quite well with what they're doing. And I was just making the loans available to them as an employee. And I thought there has to be a way for me to get on the other side of the desk and take some risk and you know, see, what work, see how it works out. Mm -hmm. And up to then, I was kind of a work-a-day person. You, know, you go to work for your paycheck, and you get your paycheck, and everything's supposed to be great. But I thought maybe there's something more. I was missing something by being on that side of the desk. So I wanted to get on the other side of the desk just to be in charge, to be able to do something. But I was looking for an idea. What is it that I could do that would be unique and where I could be successful, I hoped. And so I started checking out a few different things. One was a tire company and another one was a plating company. And and then uh, I went to see my old boss at the bank in Wasika. Minnesota, and he said, you need to go out and see the new colony court on the north edge of town. And I thought to myself, well, that's kind of a nursing home or something like that, isn't it? And uh, about six months later, it's now the 4th of July, I'm in Waseca visiting my parents. And my dad said to me, let's go watch the fireworks tonight. And I said to him, dad, why don't you go watch the fireworks on the lake? I know that the mosquitoes are going to be about two inches long out there, and there's going to be 10 billion of them. I'm going to go over and see what Colony Court is all about, the idea that my former boss gave me. So I went out there at 9 o'clock on the 4th of July, and I entered the front door, and I visited with the uh, whoever's in charge, and I believe she still works there today, some 30 years later. I visited with her for a little bit, and she gave me a very nice tour that night on 4th of July. I just can't get over that. As we were sitting in the living room finishing up our tour, there was two little old men and three little old ladies came walking by, and she said to them, the care provider said to them, where are you going? 
and just said, we're going out to watch the fireworks. Now, Colony Court is located near the lake. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. And we continued talking. These uh, these five people were only gone just a few minutes. And then they came back in. They said, we thought you were going to watch the fireworks. said, we did. Now we're going for coffee and cookies. <laughs> and at that moment, I said, I have to have one of these. Yeah. Now, let's go to another point in my formative idea. Um, my grandmother gave me a lot of ideas. Just by watching the way she lived and what she did, gave me ideas on what maybe was needed by other people in southwest Minnesota where we were living at the time. My grandmother was a typical grandmother, you know, 80 years old, uh, lost her husband, who was my grandfather. He was a great guy. We've missed him. Um, but she was starting to get a little bit more frail. She was having some hip problems or whatever. And there was nothing available for her to move into that would have worked out for her. And uh, the manager's apartment at Gilmore Manor in Morgan became available because the manager didn't want to live in the building. It was a little bitty, uh, you know, I'd, I'd call it a two-bedroom apartment. It had a bedroom, a living room, and a small little kitchen off to the side. The kitchen was only about three feet long. And Gilmore is the nursing home. Was Gilmore the nursing is home the nursing the time, home. Right? Yeah. So she rented the apartment in the nursing home. And I remember she paid double the nursing home price for what it was, a regular room, so she could get that apartment. Mm. And she did it. She lived there for the rest of her life, about three years, I think it was. And she'd go out in the dining room, have meals with the residents. Well, that's a really good idea. He said, let's go 50-50, and we'll buy uh, a, an existing building in Redwood Falls, and we'll convert it. And I said to Mike, Mike, that building is a million dollars. I know because I've been working on economic development in the city of Redwood Falls. They're asking a million dollars for it. And then we'd have to convert it in addition to that. We'll have $2 million in that building. It will never work. He said, no, Dean, we can buy that building for $200,000. I said, you're nuts. And he said, no, I, I already have them down to three they They'll come down another uh, $100,000. Well, we did negotiate with them, uh, the owners of the building. And I remember the day very well because the air conditioning was not in the building, was not turned on. It was about 100 degrees outside. And we sat down at one of the dining room tables that was existing in this building. And the sweat was running off the end of my nose and puddling on the table. <laughs> so we cut the conversation very short. And I said, I'll offer you guys $200,000 for the building. And to my surprise, about a week later, they came back and said, we'll take two thirty six five. And I said, okay, I think we'll do that. And I borrowed $1,000 out of Sarah's <laughs> college account to put the earnest money down in that building. Well, anyway, it took us about four months, uh, about a year, I think it was, uh, to get the construction completed. And we opened in April of 1994, our first building called Johnson Park Place. And I have to tell you where the name Johnson Park Place came from. My grandmother, who I talked about earlier, was Pearl Johnson. And all the ideas I got on this assisted living came from Pearl Johnson, my grandmother. Uh, I mentioned my idea for the name, that we should name it, since it was next to a park, let's name it Johnson Park Place to my partner, Mike. And Mike said, oh, that's interesting, because one of our first residents who are going to be my grandparents, <laughs> or actually his wife's grandparents, were name was Johnson. 
So that worked for him too. And he says, do you happen to know that we're located next to Johnson Park, which was the president of the bank who financed us? (laughs) So it all kind of worked out. We had it four ways. We had Johnson Park Place, Johnson from the bank, Johnson from Mike's uh, in-law's grandparents, and from my grandmother, uh, Pearl Johnson. So it had to be. Well, everything was going along quite well in that first project. Uh, we wanted to do a lot of different things, uh, especially the new partner. Uh, had ideas to expand both internally and externally, do a lot of different things. And I decided at the same time that I was going to get, if I was going to do this, I was going to dive in headfirst and learn everything I possibly could do to learn about this because as I found out in my journey, quite early on, that this was absolutely a new concept in the state of Minnesota. I didn't know that we were in on the cutting edge at the time that I joined, but very soon became apparent that we were on the cutting edge. This assisted living industry was all new information. Uh, So I went to what was then known as Minnesota Association for Housing for the Aged, now known as Leading Age Minnesota, and I was uh, asked to get on their Housing Leadership Council, which I was for a couple of years. And then I went on to, I can't really recall what the name of the new committee was, but I spent almost 10 years working on that committee. And then I was asked to go on their board of directors, which would last another six years. And that was so informative to me. And uh, for Gail Cavenbold and the staff at Aging Services, or Leading Age, I guess, I'm sorry. It was absolutely fantastic. They've changed their names like six times since I was there. But it was absolutely fantastic. I learned so much from them and uh, also got to know some of my peers who were, who were opening up similar businesses throughout the state. So over over the years, you went from that, uh, mm-hmm. that organization, and, and by the way, we're still heavily involved at Leading Age, which is kind of nice. Yes. Um, <laughs> So you, you got out of running your own. What was your favorite part of running your own community uh, then? The residents. Yeah. <laughs> the residents. Um, there was one, one resident. Her name was Esther. Esther was a former English teacher. She was retired. And I started writing newsletters. And I wrote newsletters like I always write newsletters. It's the way I talk. Mm-hmm. which, by the way, is not correct English. <laughs> right. <laughs> so I'd sit down at my computer, and I'd dash out a newsletter, and I'd set the newsletter out, and Esther would circle all my grammatical errors and bring it down to me the next day and say, you need to correct these little items. And Esther was great. I'm not complaining about Esther. I can take correction pretty easily when it comes to something like that. She explained my errors to me. And after about three months, I said, Esther, you didn't bring me the newsletter anymore. Where's my corrections? She said, you're writing really well now. (laughs) I don't have to take any more corrections. Another story about Esther DeVault was uh, we were, uh, she came down to me one day and she says, Dean, my office on the first floor, she lived on the third floor. Dean, my my stove doesn't work. Oh, they're brand new stoves. I wonder it could possibly be wrong. So I went up to her uh, apartment and I, turned all the knobs, and of course it didn't come on. She was right, it didn't work. And so I pulled the stove away from the wall to see if it was plugged in. Yes, it was plugged in. Now, we had been in business about six months, and most of these apartments were filled already. So I went down to the circuit board and checked the circuit breakers, and hers wasn't turned on, and neither was anyone else's. (laughs) So we had been open six months, 
and nobody had ever tried their stove. See, I think that's because the food was so good. Yeah, you know, food was fantastic. Yeah. We, had, we had a chef there who was, oh, man, that's probably the reason I'm as big as I am today. Because <laughs> I ate every meal there, and then Joanne would try to compete with that when I came home. So I had to eat a big dinner, and I had to eat a big supper, as we call it in those days. It wasn't lunch and supper or dinner. It was dinner and supper. But anyway. Uh, Over the years, you went from... So we went from Johnson Park Place, which Sarah and I both worked in mm-hmm. uh, over the years. What what job did you have at Johnson Park Place? I was a kitchen assistant and a part-time care provider. I was going to say, I was the overnight care provider on Saturday yeah, nights school, that so. first year. I think I might have been employee number eight or something like that. Oh, I do remember your first night. Yeah, well, we don't want you to talk about that. We're going to leave the first <laughs> night alone. Oh, no, the first night was good. <laughs> first oh, night was sorry. good. And then there was another time when I went absolutely into panic trying to find one of our clients and uh, I thought, oh my gosh, she's, you know, she's wandered off. And Roman says, why don't we just check the book? And she'd signed out to go to dinner with her relatives. Yeah. And I, I was in panic mode and Roman just calm and collectively went over and said, oh, she signed out. She'll be back about nine o'clock tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think that yeah. first building was a lot of fun. It, and eventually you sold that and you oh, got, yeah. you got it, out of the partnership was, with the group. Yeah. Well, it was uh, an event and, uh, we had an opportunity to sell it to somebody who thought it was worth a lot of money. At least we thought it was was a lot of money, and we decided to trade places. We gave them the business and the building and the uh, reputation. They gave us some money, which uh, we then started to unravel our partnership, which at the I mentioned earlier was five people, and we unraveled it down to two people. Yep, and it became that fifth person who came in and me. Yep, and you guys went on and built several. We went from there to Nuam. We built Ridgeway and German in Nuam, and then we came up to Hutchinson and built the pine or the oaks, excuse me, St. Peter, Otana. We wound up building thirty six different communities over the yep. period of time, and uh, we sold it to um, some people wanted to manage their own, such as us here in Hutchinson, and own and operate their own. Uh, Ecumen, uh, time was known known as the Board of Social Ministry. Uh, want to do their own, but we built their pri- uh, buildings for them. Came back to Hutchins a few years later and built the oaks for them. Yep. Pines. The pines. pines. The oaks and pines both. Oaks and pines, excuse me. Thank you. Yep. Um, and we built for other people who didn't want to manage. Some were private and some were uh, not for profit. And over the years, uh, a lot of those projects have gone through our system mm-hmm. and no longer with us, or, or some still, still are. Uh, some we've managed for almost 20 years and others... Um, brand new brand new been with us only yep. a few months but others have moved on and it's been interesting we've worked, we've built projects all over southern minnesota central minnesota northern iowa into wisconsin and even built one out in arizona i was gonna say don't forget about the one that was the outlier never forget the one in arizona <laughs> no i can't forget about that one that was uh, a that was a, a full day trip down there uh, basically and then yeah. uh maybe 10 12 years ago um we decided to build one and keep one for ourselves. Yeah. Um, Dale and I thought this was going pretty well. Maybe we'll just keep one for ourselves. And uh, we'd kind of looked at selling it to a nonprofit who was interested. And then they had an event occur in their business. So it was no longer a viable sale. So we just decided to keep it. And we operated that one for, oh, about uh, four, let's see, six, eight years, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then we decided to build another one, uh, now focusing in a little bit more on an area of 
the assisted living industry that we thought was underserved. And so we built, started the uh, Woodstone projects, and the first one was in New Ulm, Minnesota. Yep. And uh, within about eight months later, we started the original Woodstone here in Hutchinson. It was a lot closer than that. Just uh, time kind of slips, I understand, but it was like two months apart. <laughs> oh, two months apart? <laughs> yeah, we, t- we had two projects going at the same okay. time. It was a race to see who was going to finish first. And both projects turned out quite yeah, quite well. Yeah, We're very pleased with both of them and the one uh, in Wisconsin, which is a more traditional assisted living care suites, memory care. Uh, that one's turned out quite well, too. We're pretty happy with it. Uh, and so it was a couple of years ago, I suppose, maybe three years ago, uh, my business partner wanted to take it a little bit easier, a little bit older than I am, uh, and... Uh, at about the same time, we were thinking that maybe this organization isn't big enough for two families. Maybe it should be one. And I don't know who got the idea first, if Dale got it or if I got it. Um, but through a mutual discussion and a very friendly parting of ways, uh, Roman, Sarah, and I purchased the company or the balance of the company from uh, Matt and Jeff and Dale. And uh, we've been... Uh, doing this now by ourselves for the last, what, two, three years? Yeah, just the three of us, yeah. Just the three of us. Yep. And I've returned to uh, full partnership. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas I was I was getting down there for a while, but now I'm yeah, back when, full when, when it was just the management company, you were kind of working your way out of it, and it was just Sarah and I, and now you're, you're back involved. We can't let you go, and I don't think he really wants to either, but that's no, just me. No, I don't me. think that'll ever happen. I don't think so either. But, you know, we're all, we're, we're all from the, now from the Hutchinson area. We all have our families here. and um, Yeah, yeah. Hutchinson's, I, this I've lived here in Hutchinson longer than I've lived anywhere else in yeah. my entire life. Actually, that's true of me too. Yeah. <laughs> but we've been in the New Ulm area for a long time. Yeah, uh, our second project back in 1998 was in New Ulm, and we managed that project for a few years until they started their own management company, and then we built another one in New Ulm that uh, a third party owns, and we managed them for their nice. project for a number yeah, of years. We're on our third building there now. Yeah, we're on our third building there, so we've been involved in New Ulm area for a long time. New Ulm and Hutchinson seem to be like our 20 plus years. Yes. They're, well, they're kind of our base. Yeah, um, base area where we've been for a long time. Yeah, so I, both both hometowns for me. I, I love going back to New Ulm. Figure out the orientation of New Ulm now. South, yeah, it's east, not west. it's not the way you think it is. It's not north and south. It's it's more north and south than it is east and west. I know, but I think now after like the last what fifteen years, twenty years, I might actually get it. Yeah, it's a little difficult. Just so maybe. So yeah, it's been an interesting road. It's been a long journey. It's 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 over twenty years now. Twenty uh, almost twenty eight. Twenty God, we missed the twenty five year. We should have had a party. Thirty's coming. Yeah, thirty's coming. Maybe we'll have to think about it there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I took a little bit different road um getting into this. I mean, I I obviously like I had mentioned, I was the overnight care provider in the first building. Um and that lasted about a year, I think. It was kind of the in between spot I had I was in between colleges, taking a year off, trying to quote unquote find yourself. Um, you know, that always you works well. Year. Huh? It was your gap year. Yeah, it was my gap year. Yeah. Most people travel Europe or something like that or just take time off. I decided to work um and figure out that college was was a good option. So um yeah, I spent some time working in some different businesses after that, after that first year. Um worked in television for seven years, uh worked in manufacturing, uh 
did some construction for like six months, you know, just fun <laughs> stuff, kind of backwards. It was six months and uh, construction. Then it went to manufacturing for like nine and then I went to college and, and then, then worked at the TV station. So I think that's a, it's an interesting question because when you're sitting behind, you know, when you're, let me put it this way, when you're working in a television station and you know, you're sitting in a room smaller than my office right now with four other people um, and you're trying to decide um, if this is the right move for you, um, are you making a difference in somebody's life? I started kind of having a realization after a, a trip to Norway that uh, there was something that was probably bigger in life than just um, working at a TV station. And I wasn't really, nobody knew I existed other than if I pressed the wrong button and saw, you know, hit the wrong camera or hit the wrong tape or something like that. And I'm like, man, there's got to be more to life than just this. So I called Dean up and, you know, I said, I know you're, you're, you're kind of building these things. Do you know of anybody that would be hiring, um, you know, marketing positions, that kind of stuff, some back and forth over that. And uh, he had a project uh, that he was under construction in um, Fairmont, Minnesota. And uh, Volunteers of America, I think, was going to be the one that was going to buy that. Um, I think I worked for Volunteers of America for like a week. But anyway, they're the ones that hired me. And then uh, for whatever reason, didn't work out, and that's okay. Um, and Dean's group ended up running it for a little while. And that was kind of like the start of the management company almost. Because I think you were running Ridgeway and German at the time. You had one in... Uh, North Mankato at the time, and then it was Fairmont. So it was those three. And then I think uh, the one in Sheldon, Iowa, was under construction at the time it when was, I started. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so there was kind of four properties that were kind of going around there. So I got in, did some, I was a marketing director at that first community, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, it was one of the, um, you know, it's something when, because <laughs> I lived in Waconia at the time and, and, and Fairmont at the same time, and I was kind of driving back Waconia on the weekends and Fairmont during the week. And, you know, when you've got a couple of the residents running down plates of cookies to you uh, for your long drive back to Oconia, um, you know, there was something about that that was just kind of uh, cute and fun. And, and it really ended up being like, you know, the most fun you can have is when you in a job is when you're having fun. Right. That's right. Um, but when you're around people who care about you and are having fun as well, and you seem to be, I don't know, I, I just kept thinking that I'm working with like, 50 grandparents all day long. And how cool is that? Where I get to get, hang out with people, find out their stories and what made them special. Um, and I kind of felt like that was an important thing. And the technology that exists today, I wish I would have had back then because I would have done so many more things with them. But uh, I remember Joanne and, and all of these people that I got to meet down at that building. Um, got to meet a lot of really cool people that I worked with too um, and loved that job. And eventually, went, you know, I, I kind of did some other things and, 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 within the organization, obviously, and opening up a new building, you get to try all the different positions from activity director. Um, you get to cook some food on occasion. Uh, every once in a while, you get to fill in and be the executive director. That's sometimes fun and sometimes not, and, you know, stressful and all that kind of stuff. But um, this has been a, it's been a fun uh, ride. I w- I've been the marketing director there, regional director for the management company. And then uh, eventually we just kind of moved up to where we are today, 20 years later. So 20 years goes by really fast when you're having fun you know that <laughs> mm-hmm. it's incredible how fast uh 20 years can go especially especially in this this business it's never a dull day you're always it learning something new this year isn't it yeah it is 20 years yep because i came to work here in august of 2001 well if i can roll you all the way back to day one uh-huh part-time mm-hmm. saturday night midnight shift yep i decided that i was going to help roman on his first shift and <laughs> 
at the time we were doing bed checks every hour. And so we went up to the first room and we opened up the room and I looked in and said, okay, that's how you do it. Now let, let me do the second room, Roman. I'll show you how to do it. The second room opened up the bedroom, unlocked it, peered in, made sure everything was okay. Everything's okay. I said, okay, Roman, your turn. You do the third room. And we had a real life emergency right off the bat. <laughs> the very first bed check he ever did was a real life emergency. Handle it well. But that was the start of your career with us. Yeah. So making a difference from the beginning, I think. <laughs> How did you get into it, Sarah? Because you, you kind of took a different route. Well, my first, like, like I said, I was in high school. So I was the part-time evening, weekends, kind of helping fill in with the team wherever we were. Whatever was needed. Worked great. and But I, I left. I, I went off to college and um, went to go to school and actually found myself in school taking on home health care roles and worked for home health agencies and actually worked for a home health agency within an assisted living in a small town north of Marshall. And I loved it. I loved that part of what I was doing. But that was just what at that time I thought that was my part-time job. I enjoyed doing it. It was fun, but that's not what I was going to school for. And so I, I finished my college career and Decided I was in a really big hurry to go out and get into the, the business world, world I guess. <laughs> yeah. Lived in Minneapolis for a while, loved it. Transferred to North Carolina, loved it. But it was too far away and it wasn't southwest Minnesota. Mm-hmm. And I needed to come home. So I came home, worked a job I really didn't care for in a basement of a healthcare organization. And I just didn't enjoy it at all. So we're sitting down as a family. We meet up at Cactus Jackson Stewart for supper. <laughs> and I'll never forget Dean is telling, t- Roman and Dean are talking business. And they're they're talking about everything else going on and what they're dealing with every day. And Dean starts telling me about this building down in Sheldon, Iowa. And there had been some, not not trouble, just, you know, normal business hiccups. And how are we going to move this building forward and how... How is this going to work? How's that going to work? And I got interested, and he just needed somebody to sit there for six weeks and help them manage through their current um, situation they were in. I said, well, this is a Tuesday night, by the way. Kids sitting at Cactus Jack's having dinner at Tuesday. And I said, well, when do you need somebody? He goes, well, tomorrow. I said, well, I can't do Wednesday. How about Thursday? And he goes, well, I would definitely take the help. I, I definitely would. Would love to have somebody go sit there, but I only have a job for six weeks. Well, that was 19 years ago, and I'm still here. <laughs> You're still here. You've made it. I've, I've made it up through the ranks. But that first, <laughs> those first couple of years were so much fun. Like, as Roman said, you you get inside a building, you work as a director, or in a marketing position like you did. Um, I I was a fill-in director. I worked in Sheldon, Iowa for uh, two months, and then I went to North Mankato. I worked in New Ulm. And I just kept working my way through the buildings and kind of established some some things that as a growing company, as a new company in your you know life cycle, things come up and you say, oh, now I need to worry about uh, employee benefits or I need to worry about uh, this section of the business or this. And we kind of just started building on all of those areas. And at the same time, we're growing like crazy. Mm-hmm. So that six-week job has turned out to a lifelong career at this point. Right. And I wouldn't think of dreaming be anywhere else. Yeah. You know, if I, and I think, you know, think back to how it all started, I guess it was kind of a sign. And I didn't think about it until well after I had started 
But when I was 13, yeah, yeah. My ne- our next door neighbor who was an 83-year-old woman and her husband, they were my best friends. And I talked to them every day. <laughs> I mm-hmm. You're going all the way back to, you know, how you really got interested in working with seniors. Mine goes back to the bank that I talked about where my boss gave me the idea. Yeah. We actually started a banking club for seniors. And it was called Our Gang Club. And I wrote the newsletter for them, too, and my name for that was Spanky. So we were Spanky and Our Gang. <laughs> oh, uh, my Lord. We had a lot of fun with that banking group. And my dad told me, said, Dean, your career is working with older people. I don't know how it's going to come about, but your career is working with older people. And that was 20 years before I switched. Yeah. I, I, don't, I didn't take much more than that out of it. But, uh, you know, it turned out to be that's where I spent most of my career. Yeah. What's, what's, you had a little bit more story you wanted to tell about that, Sarah? No, she was just great. Yeah. I, she was my best friend. I told her everything. And At so what age? I was 13. 13, and you had, your best friend was 83. Yep, and she knew everything. <laughs> and towards the end of her life, she did get very ill at the end, and um, she was living at home, was being cared for at home, and Dean and Joanne had arranged that I could go see her. And I come in, she's got, she's hooked up again, receiving you know medical care at home, and I just ran in, jumped up on the bed, and said, geez, I miss you. What's, how you doing? How you mm-hmm. feeling? Man, I miss you. Yeah, I think um, what was what was uh, what's one of your favorite things about working in this business over the years? And I remember one story for you, Dean, is that it's Joanne still talks about it. Our mom still talks about it today. That she used to call over to the building to find out why you haven't come home yet, and you were busy playing, playing cards. cards. Oh, I'd always play cards. <laughs> First, I picked up the mail on the way to work. You know that mail came out about eight thirty, and. I'd go over to uh, my office and open up the mail, and then I'd go out and see how lunch was coming, mm-hmm. make a couple trips down the hallways just to see what was going on, uh, say good morning to all the uh, residents on the various floors. and um, Then there was something always going on in the afternoon. I, I, I made my marketing calls in the afternoon. I stopped by to talk to people around town. And then I'd come back in about 4 o'clock in the afternoon to do my book work, um, and I always helped serve the evening meal. Uh, I was working with Judy, who is, a. if she get, ever gets to hear this podcast, I'll just say she was a character and I loved her. Uh, so <laughs> Judy and I would serve the evening yep, dinners did. together or evening meals, which was a lighter lunch at the time. And then we had a routine that we went through, um, every night get the tables cleaned up, get the dishes washed, get the kitchen cleaned up. And it was just, we didn't have to talk to each other. We could be interchangeable on either side. And we just went left, right, left, right, left, right, until it was all done. And I get done. We had finished that up about, I would say, a quarter of seven every night. And uh, and then Judy took her 15-minute break that she had. It later became a 30-minute break, so we had to work a little faster. So I would be done by 7 o'clock. Because that's the time the card game started on the second floor. <laughs> and I go up and play cards with the ladies until about nine, nine thirty and Joanne would call over and said, Are you coming home tonight? 
And then I get home and have my second dinner of the day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, I think I think that's one of the f- most fun parts. And that's what I'm most excited about right now is that we've we've opened this new building here in Hutchinson. So now we've got two buildings here and the active living uh, area. And now we have our offices here as well. Mm-hmm. And it's the first time that we've been back on site. Sarah and I have been back on site probably, I don't know, it feels like years. Well, 15 um, years been, anyway. I think so. At least since we started jumping around and, and you know, running to different buildings and stuff like that and doing all the traveling. Now we're in one building full time. Right. Um, and we still travel out to the other buildings, of course. But to be able to go out and see the residents and talk to them and interact with them every day, I think that's pretty special. It's the part that I miss the most yeah. about being in the director role. And I think, I think the other thing, too, is that now being on site, we're going to be able to we're, – we're able to build those relationships with the staff, too, that we used to have, you know. Um, being when, when we were offsite at the old building and the old office, it was just really tough because you go over to a building they'd see and there was always this like nervous, oh, the boss is here, the owner's here. And that's not how we operate. I mean, it, we, yes, we're a family run organization, but it really feels like um, more of a family. And I think that's one of the things that kind of sets us apart from everybody else is that, you know, we, we really try to get to know the residents, try to get to know the staff. Um, I run into them around town every once in a while and spend 20 minutes talking to them and, Sarah wonders why I'm, you know, 20 minutes late to work because I ran into an employee downtown. So it's always kind of fun to have those conversations. It was yeah. just like when we used to run all over the place. We knew yeah. everybody. Yep. We knew every, we would know every person that was on the payroll. Um, you know, I remember going down to Arizona and we had great conversations about our pets at the time. We had an employee down there. I'll never forget. She had a pet chicken. Yeah. And, you know, we knew, not that we don't now, we have members of our team that do know these things, but now being on site, you get to be more involved again and, mm-hmm. and know their, know the employees, know their families, know their pets, know things about them and, and really make them feel part of our family because yeah. we uh, see uh, them all the time. And now that we're emerging from COVID, I think that's going to Can't really wait. pick up here. Yeah. And uh, the interaction with the res with the new residents in the active living building is going to be a lot of fun. I think so too. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the residents that are here are very excited to get their vaccines tomorrow. So that's, that's something that they're really looking forward to. Yep. So, well, I have to say this has been a lot of fun and, and I want to thank both of you guys for taking the time to record this podcast for us here at, at Woodstone. If you'd like to learn more about Woodstone, visit us on the web at woodstoneseniorliving.com. From there, you can find out more about our organization and our incredible teams working in each of our communities. To keep up to date on future podcasts, subscribe to our podcast on multiple streams, including Anchor and Spotify. Have a great week, everybody. Stay warm. We will see you next time.